Primetime with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valen, 17, Buddy Holly, 22, and J.P. Richardson, known professionally as the Big Bopper. The pilot, Roger Peterson of Clear Lake, Iowa, was also killed. The three singers had appeared at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa last night and were on their way to Fargo, North Dakota. Their small chartered plane crashed in a lonely farmyard about 15 miles northwest of Mason City. Cause of the crash was due to inclement weather conditions. Details upcoming from Action Central News. We pay tribute to the loss of uh, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, the big bopper. It is the day the music died. And we had the opportunity to catch up with legendary songwriter and uh, singer uh, Don McLean, who had an incredible ode to that unfortunate day. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. We all know that that song has just gone down in history as one of the greatest American songs. It was put in the top five songs of the 20th century and uh, just remarkable. Uh, Don McLean, the legendary, the one and only, joining Classic Rock Mornings with Blair and RV. And, you know, writing through the 1960s, that was considered the golden age of songwriting. What was it like, Don, going up against songwriters like Bob Dylan and John Lennon? Well, I thought I was as good or better than those guys. So I didn't uh, have any doubts about my ability. Uh, it was just a question of getting to certain things. And you have to feel that way, whether you're right or wrong. Uh, you have to feel like you're as good as anybody. But there were a lot of obstacles. I'll tell you, it's not an easy thing. Um, and, and it's a lot of luck involved. You know, choosing the right producer was lucky because I was directed or other producers that I just didn't like. You know, I didn't like the way they acted. I didn't like something about them and I uh, didn't want to work with them. So I found a guy named Ed Freeman who made two very good records. One was Tim Harden, uh, which I thought was brilliant because I knew Tim Harden was in rough shape and uh, still he made this very sensitive record with him called Bird on a Wire. And I thought, that's my man. I, 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 wanna, I want him. So uh, there began the journey, and uh, but again, it was, it was a very creative time period. We had to we had to do everything. We had to produce the records. We had to go to the right studio. It wasn't like the studio system, which had been before. You know, if you were signed with Capitol Records, you know, you worked in the Capitol Studios with Capitol Engineers. You had the Capitol A and R man that gave you songs to sing, which is what Sinatra would do, or Peggy Lee, or whatever. Uh, she wrote songs, though. Uh, and, um, you know, it was a, a factory, and, and they turned out terrific records. You know, they had all these great arrangers and stuff, Billy May, you know. And um, But in our time, we had to do the whole darn thing. You know, I had to do everything. I had to arrange the songs, do the guitar parts, write the songs, and fight with the, with, the, with the producer because, you know, it wasn't sounding the way I wanted it to. So it was, it was a, a challenge, and I like challenge. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye and singing, this'll be the day that I die. 
Don McLean, legendary singer-songwriter, joining Classic Rock Mornings with uh, Blair and RV for The Day the Music Died. The full discussion, we've got it up on the website, classicrock981.com. Primetime with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1. And RV, a dandy, an absolute <laughs> dandy of a dangler last night with Tyler Toffoli. You know what? I just want to take a second here to thank Mark Bergevin of the Montreal Canadiens organization for pulling <laughs> off one hell of an off-season signing. I would have never believed I'd be saying on February 3rd that Tyler Toffoli is the leading goal scorer, Blair, in the National Hockey League. It is impressive. I mean, there's many, many games to go. For his sake, I hope he can sustain it. I, uh, before we get to the goal, which we have posted up on the website, and you've got a clip of it in just a moment, it, it was really nice, actually. It was a beautiful goal. I want to note that, like, was it not even two seasons ago that Mark Bergevin, for all Canadians fans, was absolutely public enemy number one? Like, this guy was, like, hated at one point for all the terrible moves that he was apparently making and now listen to RV two seconds ago the man's a genius well everybody was kind of on him when he dealt PK for Shea Weber but here we are that trade worked out Shea played his a thousand game last night he's captain of the organization and he's patting Toffoli on the back when he pulls off a goal like this first of all I want to say that Tyler Toffoli is playing against his former team the Canucks this season so far, he had a hat trick in one game against the Canucks, a two-goal game. Last night, another two-goal game capped off with what could be the goal of the year. Here comes Tatter to Foley again. Drago through the leg. Back out. Oh, man. It's crazy. So he takes a pass from Perry up the middle. Corey Perry also killing it with the house. Another great signing there, Mark. Uh, Tyler Toffoli looks around, realizes that he's one-on-one with Jordy Ben, former Hab, dangles him out of his pants. Oh, man, it was impressive. Between his legs, gets the puck on his stick, and just rips a backhand above the shoulder of Thatcher Demko. I was, like, screaming last night. Megan's like, you're going to wake the kids. I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't matter if there's a reason for them to wake up. This is it. I haven't seen them put a goal like that in the net (laughs) since 1993, wife. Uh, You can see the goal. ClassicRock981.com. And I've been waiting to say this uh, pretty much all morning. But ain't no goalie going to stop Toffoli. That's a good one. Montreal Canadiens, by the way, Blair. First in the National Hockey League. Time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1. Super Bowl will be underway. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the first time uh, a team has hosted the Super Bowl and played in it, which is insane. It's crazy. So obviously because of COVID, things are going to be a little bit different this year when it comes to like the viewing experience because every year we look forward to Super Bowl parties. Like last year, around this time, we were delivering Tony's pizzas to Super Bowl and football fans in the Classic Rock Empire. But Blair, this year, like everything else in the world, it's going virtual. You know, getting together for uh, a, a Super Bowl gathering is always a blast, right? You get to see friends, family, coworkers, whatever, right? You're you're hanging out basically for the whole day. Yeah. And uh, it could often be a blast. But the pain in the ass of the whole thing is that if you're interested in the game... Then, well, basically, you're going to miss out because of all the uh, the socializing that's going on. And according to a recent survey, a majority of football fans are absolutely okay with sitting by themselves on Sunday, watching the game in their loungewear. And be you know, like you get to you get to pay attention, you get to see the score, you get to hear the plays, you get to catch the whistle, you get to see what the timeouts are, all that stuff. You get to eat whatever you want. 
it's a good time. You get to drink whatever you want. And you know what? People may say, oh, well, that's kind of that's boring and depressing and kind of lonely. You're going to be by yourself. Like, honestly, it's what, Wednesday? I'm already looking forward to sitting by myself. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All, all Sunday. <laughs> Put your feet up and that's it, right? And drinking some lonely man cave beer, Blair. It's almost time for his football game. He likes his things all the same. He watches his team from his favorite chair. Prefers it when no one else is there. Lonely man cave beer. Mm, delicious. For the guy who drinks alone. I don't do that. Do you? He's got his cool sports signs and flags <laughs> and a sports blanket <laughs> hanging over his <laughs> So chair. accurate, the blanket. So keep your stupid sports opinions to yourself. Because <laughs> he don't care. Lonely man cave beer. Because when there's only one beer left in the six-pack he knows who's gonna drink it drink alone responsibly down the hatch prime time with blair and rv on classic rock 98.1 rv tv this is a show that everybody is into right now it's on netflix it's called cobra kai and blair believe it or not according to kareem abdul jabbar nba legend he says that probably the most legendary martial artist of all time, Bruce Lee, would have loved Cobra Kai. <laughs> and where did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of all people, like, what, where does he come off? Like, have it, like, why does he think that? Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, believe it or not, was trained by the legendary was Bruce really? Lee. Yeah, Kareem was one of Bruce's students, and they even had a fight. In a movie, I don't know if you remember it. It came back and uh, came out in the seventies. Uh, it was called Game of Death. <laughs> he says, "Quote: Bruce would have loved this reimagining because he saw martial arts not just as a way to defend against enemies, but as a way to defend against one's own self-destructive impulses. It's important to win, but it's more important to be fighting for something worthwhile." I'll say this, uh, you know, like. I've been on again, off again with uh, with Cobra Kai, as you know. Recently, uh, Laura and I picked up a treadmill to try and lose the COVID-20. So I've been there in my Lucan basement on the treadmill uh, watching Cobra Kai. And uh, I guess it's good to know that a legend uh, such as Bruce Lee would have approved of the fact that uh, everybody's into this. And it's probably the best thing going on TV right now. Cobra Kai is obviously trying to go after a younger audience, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says that Bruce Lee would have appreciated that and the values that the show offered because it tries to teach a young audience a a good lesson or two. Maybe like a roundhouse kick like that. (laughs) Uh, It's funny, though, because uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said that one thing Bruce might not have liked about Cobra Kai, which is the Karate Kid reboot, is the fight scenes. Kareem said that they'd be a little too sanitized and not aggressive enough for the one and only Bruce Lee. Not aggressive enough. I don't know if you've seen the season two finale of Cobra Kai. You're almost there. I'm only on episode seven of season two. Well, I'm telling you, some some of the spills and tumbles in that show, I don't know if Bruce Lee could have ever taken those. Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. I don't know if you heard about this story, but there was a guy yesterday who uh, went through a drive-thru here in London, Ontario. <laughs> Turned out that was a very bad decision. You know, late at night, if you get the munchies, you got to do it the right way. And this guy obviously did not because BlackburnNews.com reported that over in Southeast London, 
A pit stop for burger and fries ended with two men in handcuffs and the seizure of more than $28,000 worth of drugs. So I guess this dude went through a drive through what appeared to be allegedly under the influence, and uh, one of the, uh, the drive through attendants uh, noticed something, RV, beyond just the fact that perhaps he shouldn't be driving. Yeah, they noticed something there in the back seat, so they called the cops. Cops showed up to the parking lot where he was mowing down his McDouble, just like we usually do, and stuff the wrapper under our front seat. But I guess the cops, they searched the vehicle, turned up uh, 61 grams of fentanyl, 27 grams of meth, nearly 200 hydromorph caps, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Anyways, it all equaled out to $28,000. Oh. That's that's wild. 31-year-old man and a 34-year-old man, both from London, were arrested and charged with uh, four counts of possession. Like, well, what do you pull up to the drive-thru window? Mm, don't look in the back seat, please. Well, that's it, right? Like, don't you have a trunk? Like, you put it in the trunk? Or? Not, l- listen, not that we're giving out tips on how to hide that type of thing. Not that we know. We're not lawyers. Please don't do what we say. We mentioned a couple minutes ago, this could have all been avoided, right? You know, what have we been saying for the last 10 months, Blair? You got to buy local. Exactly. Go home and order in. <laughs> if King Drug Dealer here, who is not king any longer, went home and just ordered from his favorite restaurant on Richmond Row and had it delivered, this all could have been avoided, and a lot of people probably would have got their drugs. If you had got in on restaurant support with our friends at Downtown Auto Glass, what the problem is? That's exactly it. Prime time with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 98.1.